This week on Geek Explained, in part two of our month-long series of Geek Explained specials, I'm diving into the comic book history of Floyd Lawton, aka Deadshot. <laughs> Welcome back to Geeksplained. I'm your host, Eric Kazana, and today's episode is part two in our Geeksplained January specials series, where I'm diving into the comic book history of characters who are appearing in some pretty popular adaptations of comic book media. Last week, we covered Maya Lopez, aka Echo, ahead of her uh, series dropping this week as of this recording, as you are listening to this, and uh, I hope everyone's loving that series. I know I am very excited as we're recording this uh, a little bit in advance to check that series out. It's only five episodes and it's dropping all in the same day. Um, pretty, pretty excited to watch that show. But today's episode is in the run-up to Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League. Uh, the next four episodes, including this one, are going to be covering the four main playable characters in that game. And our first episode is dedicated to someone who is perennially on the Suicide Squad. He's almost as as synonymous with the squad as I think Harley Quinn is at this point. It's Floyd Lawton, a.k.a. Deadshot. This character is interesting for a couple of reasons. I mean, he's one of the characters who is kind of uh, fundamentally opposed to Batman, who he is very often seen um, battling against, because Batman, no guns. Floyd Lawton, all guns. And he's a character who gets a lot of comparisons to other villains in the DC universe, most notably Deathstroke. And so he's a character who has kind of always struggled to find a place, to find his niche. And I think he has with the Suicide Squad, becoming a field leader, becoming one of the characters who you can kind of always expect to be there when a new book or a new lineup is announced. And He's also interesting when it comes to the game upcoming here because he is one of the characters who is getting a bit of a recon, let's say, because this character already appeared in previous Arkham games. The game is, of course, set in the Arkham universe. It's by Rocksteady. But Floyd Lawton, or at least who we thought was Floyd Lawton, has already appeared in both Arkham Origins as well as Arkham City. So this character who is appearing in Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League very different, and they reference that. They reference that in the game itself. So I'm very curious to square that circle and to see what's going on when the game officially drops. And all I can do now is speculate, and I might have some speculation going into this. So without further ado, let's just go ahead and dive into it. Let's geek explain Floyd Lawton, aka Deadshot. What, we some kind of. Suicide Squad. Oh! 
It has begun. We are on the road to Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, and we gotta talk about these characters. Our four main characters are Deadshot, Harley Quinn, King Shark, and ya boy, Captain Boomerang. So we are diving into the comic book history of each of these four characters before they hit the streets of Metropolis next month. Oh, I'm really excited about this. Uh, I've been waiting for this game for a while, and the hype has only grown. So, uh, without further ado, let's start talking about these characters so you know everything that you need to know before you kick on that game in just a few weeks. Ah! Uh, we're talking this week about Floyd Lawton, a.k.a. Deadshot, so let's just dive into his comic book history. The bullet points, ah, pun intended, uh, for this week's character, uh, Floyd Lawton, a.k.a. Deadshot, first appeared in Batman number 59 way back in June of 19. 19- This is the oldest character of the bunch, and he was created by David Vern Reed, Lou Sarah Schwartz, and Bob Kane. Like most good Batman things, Bob Kane had a sort of a hand in it. His team affiliations include Suicide Squad, The Secret Six, The Secret Society of Supervillains, and The Killer Elite. His powers and abilities include being a master marksman, he has superhuman accuracy, and he is a technical genius. His equipment varies from appearance to appearance, but mostly he is always got his wrist-mounted guns and his one big weakness as a comic book character. But you can't guess what it is. He's lactose intolerant. Now with that out of the way, let's dig into his comic book history, beginning with his origin. Floyd Lawton was born into wealth, very affluent. He was born to parents George Lawton and Genevieve Pitt. However, even though he was born into money, Floyd wasn't... He, he didn't live a charmed life. He was in the shadow of his older brother Edward, and it was constantly abused by his father, who also cheated on his mother... And this led inevitably to a pretty uh, pretty dark ending for kind of that whole family, where Genevieve, in the throes of being abused, of being cheated on, of living a pretty harsh life, brought a proposition to her two young sons, saying, Hey, you want to go murder your dad for me? <laughs> uh, the boys are... Of conflicting minds with this. Floyd, even though he has been uh, living under the thumb of his father, doesn't feel like killing is right and doesn't feel like he should be the one to do this. However, Edward, he's gung-ho. He wants to kill this guy. He has suffered enough. And so the two have a tussle. Uh, Edward kicks the crap out of Floyd and then heads off to go kill their father. Uh, The... Confrontation leads to uh, Edward and George on, like, the third or fourth floor of their large mansion. Floyd gets a rifle, and he climbs up the tree with a very clear shot into the window at his brother. And he positions this rifle with the intent to stop his brother from killing their father. However, uh, the branch breaks... Floyd wildly misses, shoots out, ends up paralyzing and killing his brother while in the throes of death, Eddie, 
his brother Edward, obviously, uh, shoots and paralyzes their father. So Floyd accidentally, he missed, accidentally kills his brother. His brother is successful in paralyzing the father, though not killing him. And in the aftermath, George covers up the crime, says that his son was killed by mysterious means, and refuses to divorce Genevieve, uh, forcing her to live in a life of squalor. Floyd uh, decides that after this incident, he shall never miss again. And ashamed by the mistake that he made ending up in the, uh, the death of his brother, he seeks out, using his vast wealth, a series of teachers to help improve his aim to make sure that he never makes the same mistake, leading to getting in touch with one David Kane. That's right, the father of Cassandra Kane. And the two of them work on Floyd's marksmanship and train him, mold him into being the world's greatest marksman. It's also, there are conflicting reports around this time about him having possible military training, though a lot of that's hearsay and we never actually see that in his origin at any point. Uh, but he talks about it in different stories, so it's worth bringing up. Around this time, while he's training, becoming uh, the world's deadliest shooter, he meets and marries a woman named Susan and has a son who he names Edward after his dead brother. However, shortly after this, he abandons both his wife and child. They get a divorce, and he goes off into the world. Uh, Floyd ends up relocating to Gotham City with the inherited wealth that he got once his, uh, his father passes. And he decides to become a crime lord and socialite. He sees what's going on with the Batman and Bruce Wayne, not knowing they're the same person, being like, I want to be like those guys. So he creates this dapper vigilante persona of Deadshot. He's got a top hat. He's got, you know, the coat and tails. If this isn't a costume in Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, I'm going to riot. Uh, he... Also becomes a social climber, getting in the same circles as Bruce Wayne, and he is very, uh, he, he's not slick about separating his civilian identity from his vigilante identity. Um, and in his initial appearance, Deadshot proves to be just as good, if not a better vigilante than Batman. He ends up working with Jim Gordon while Batman is out of commission for a short time due to an injury and gets his own Deadshot signal, which I think is hilarious and we need to bring back ASAP. However... Batman eventually returns and exposes uh, Floyd for him using his vigilante persona to attack other crime lords and take up their territory. Uh, while the two have a confrontation in Deadshot because of him able to being able to keep a distance from uh, Batman is able to uh, subdue him for their first encounter, Batman ends up tampering with Floyd's guns, uh, allowing him to miss bringing back all of those uh, those deep-seated that deep-seated trauma in his mind and allowing Batman to eventually defeat him. Now Floyd escapes from prison multiple times and ends up becoming a gun for hire, losing his affluence and becoming a merc. And uh, ends up having several more run-ins with the Batman, though he is always defeated and sent 
back into imprisonment. Uh, he joins an army of villains when the skies turn red and we get this gigantic crisis on Infinite Earths, which is timely because of that Crisis on Infinite Earths animated movie dropping this week. You know, it's, it's, I, 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 I try to play on these things, you know? Uh, he is, however, uh, arrested by the Flash in the aftermath of the crisis when the world is reset. And he is sent to Bell Rev Penitentiary. He's visited in this new uh, this new home by one bronze tiger, accompanied by Rick Flagg with an offer. He can get out of his sentence. He can get a pardon. All he has to do is complete a government-sanctioned mission. And in so doing, after accepting this offer, Floyd is first recruited by Amanda Waller into the new Task Force X. He joins this new task force alongside Bronze Tiger, Rick Flag, Blockbuster, Enchantress, and it's ya boy, Captain Boomerang. They head off on their first mission to fight a monstrous son of Darkseid named Brimstone. And their mission is successful. They're able to defeat the monster with Deadshot getting the kill shot. However, their teammate Blockbuster is killed in the aftermath and the team is granted their freedom. Immediately after this, uh, Deadshot's teammate, Captain Boomerang, goes on a crime spree. Uh, doesn't go well for him, as most things don't for old Digger. He's caught and sentenced to prison. However, he threatens to expose the existence of Task Force X, now nicknamed the Suicide Squad, uh, to the public. And because this is a government-sanctioned thing, they want this to be held under, you know... They wanted to be on the down low. They wanted to be kept hush-hush. So, Amanda Waller sends Deadshot to rescue Boomer and also to kill him. <laughs> However, uh, the rest of the squad ends up on the scene as well. They do end up rescuing Captain Boomerang. And Rick Flagg stops Deadshot from killing, Bo from killing Boomerang. And all of them are given a government sanction to continue operating as the Suicide Squad. Now, across this initial run of the Suicide Squad, he would go on several missions and actually end up leading some of them. However... His biggest uh, contribution during this time is his psychological growth and his focus on his mental health. He starts going to therapy with one Marnie Hares, and during their sessions, Marnie assesses that you've kind of got a death wish. Like, you're going on these missions because they're called suicide missions. You're on the suicide squad because you want to die. Um and this goes further into his psychological state, him feeling like he has nothing more to live for, and he becomes a really interesting character during this run. Uh, it's also during this time uh, the squad ends up disbanding and then reconnecting and then disbanding again, and around this time, uh, Susan... His old flame contacts him and tells him that, hey, remember that son you had, Edward? Our boy got kidnapped by your ex-guys, like people who you used to associate with. I need you to help find him. So Floyd goes on the rampage, taking out all of his former associates to find his son until he finds out that he is being held by one Wes 
Anselm. And this is a dark period. Uh, this is his uh, his first solo series. And um, the less said about this character, the better. Unfortunately, by the time that Floyd gets to Wes, he has already killed his son. And because of this, Floyd decides, I'm going to torture you, I am going to make your life a living hell, and then I'm going to kill you. And that's exactly what he does, and it's exactly what this character deserves. Um, he learns that this whole thing was orchestrated by Genevieve. Now, we find out that the reason that Genevieve did this is because Floyd his father, George, did in fact not die. He is still alive, and Genevieve wanted to kill him, so she orchestrated this whole thing to make it look like George had called the hit so that Floyd would finally, as she puts it, complete his contract and kill his father. However, upon finding this out, Deadshot is filled with rage. He is confronted by Marnie at the last second, who tells him not to kill his mother. And she makes a pretty compelling point. She appeals to their sessions, to his humanity that he thought he had lost. And she decides to let him know that there is, coming, there is a way to come back from this. Floyd ultimately decides not to kill his mother. However, he says, I want to make a matching set and paralyzes her just like his father. So now both of his parents are paralyzed. His brother is dead. Deadshot's got some issues, okay? So following this, he returns to the squad, which reunites, disbands, reunites, all this stuff. Uh, the squad is eventually blackmailed by a Senator Cray. And because of this, Rick Flagg decides, I'm going to kill this guy. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, to, that's the way to solve this problem, is to kill the senator. So Rick Flag leaves. The squad is sent by Waller to stop Flag. And Waller specifically gets in touch with Deadshot and says, "You need to stop Rick Flag from killing Cray by any means necessary." And Deadshot goes, "Okay, cool." So he makes it to where uh Cray and Flag are, Flag holding Cray at gunpoint, and Deadshot says, "By any means necessary." And he kills Cray instead. A little bit of a loophole. And uh, in his career on the Suicide Squad, Floyd has been known to find them. Waller's pissed. Floyd says, I did exactly what you asked for. And as the police arrive, Floyd tells Flag, you have to go. You have to go. You can't be seen doing this. People know I'm a villain. They don't know that the squad exists. This seems like what a villain would do. So Flag leaves, and it's it's really it's a sad story because Deadshot goes out and a big old shootout ensues. I can hear the piano music playing. Um, shootout ensues. Deadshot is eventually gunned down by the overwhelming police force. However, he survives. And during his recovery in the hospital, his one of his suits is stolen. 
by an airport employee who goes on a killing spree in his name. Uh, Lawton eventually recovers and goes to confront this imposter who reveals himself as essentially a fanboy who wanted to live out a life as a brutal killer. And Lawton says, okay, you lived the life, and he kills the imposter. Though this does end up further traumatizing Floyd because he kills someone wearing essentially his face because he's wearing the Deadshot mask. And he deals with that for the rest of his comic book run. Um, The squad is eventually disbanded and he returns to mercenary work where he has run-ins with Deathstroke, Peacemaker, Cobra, as well as Wonder Woman. His parents finally pass away and Deadshot inherits not just what's left of their fortune, but also some belongings, which includes a letter from Michelle Torres, an old flame who his parents had shunned because she was not in the upper class like they were. And this letter from Michelle reveals that they have a daughter named Zoe. Now this takes place in Deadshot's second solo run, where Deadshot heads to Star City to look after Michelle and Zoe, and specifically in the Triangle neighborhood. This is a more run-down neighborhood in Star City, kind of the slums area of the the fictional city. And he gets involved in trying to make that neighborhood a better place. Cutting down crime, taking control, essentially being a peacekeeper in this neighborhood to make sure that his daughter has a safe place to grow up in. Great freaking story. Christos Gage, absolutely incredible. Going to talk about that more later. Uh, He fights crime. He becomes essentially the guardian angel of the neighborhood. And everything's going well until he starts to be pursued by other villains that hold a grudge from his long career as a merc. Knowing that his family will never be safe with these people constantly pursuing him, he wipes them out and fakes his death, while also convincing Green Arrow, who he had had run-ins with multiple times during this period, to look after the Triangle neighborhood to take more time instead of just focusing on the bigger uh, and more... uh, affluent neighborhoods of Star City, which I always love. I love when stories talk about like, hey, there are neighborhoods that superheroes don't go into and they need to. And so uh, Deadshot fakes his death, gets the triangle and Star City as a whole in better hands with Green Arrow and heads off to join the killer elite alongside other mercs like Bolt, Chiller, Deadline, and Merlin. However, this is a dumb story, and I'm not going to talk about it. He's later recruited into General Rock's new Suicide Squad, uh, which immediately fails both of their initial missions and disbands. Uh, He has run-ins with the Penguin, Green Lantern, and Superman, all really cool stories that are much better than the Killer Elite story. Uh, Again, Killer Elite sucks. It just does. Uh, But he is later recruited by this mysteriously codenamed person, Mockingbird, to join the Secret Six. Uh, He joins this squad alongside Cheshire, Catman, Parademon, Ragdoll, and Scandal, who is later revealed to be Scandal Savage. Uh, This squad 
rules this whole run rules however uh this team after going on a few missions together growing a bond is ambushed by the secret society of supervillains uh being put together by lex luthor and he is tortured for the identity of mockingbird however they don't know who this person is. They, this person is a mysterious benefactor. And the Secret Six ends up escaping and declares war on the society. Uh, they battle against various members of the society in several different uh, confrontations. However, eventually in their biggest final war with each other, they end up reaching a stalemate after it was revealed that Mockingbird is in fact... Lex Luthor, and the Lex that was leading the society was Alexander Luthor from Earth-3. They reach a stalemate, they leave, the team eventually disbands, and Deadshot returns to the only place he's known to be home, the Suicide Squad. Now, the squad operates for a short time and are eventually tasked with uh, completing Project Salvation, where the squad is tasked with rounding up supervillains and sending them on a transport to planet Cygnus 4019, designated Salvation, essentially a prison planet. Uh, the squad is eventually betrayed, and Deadshot specifically is sent to Salvation alongside notable Batman rogue Bane. Uh, we find out that the uh, betrayal was orchestrated by Rick Flagg as part of the uh, government trying to tie up loose ends. And what's a bigger loose end than the Suicide Squad? And so Deadshot vows revenge on Rick Flagg and the U.S. government. This is when Salvation Run happens on the Planet of Salvation. Another great run. Go check that out. Uh, he fights his way through the planet alongside Bane and eventually returns to Earth, where he reunites the Secret Six with Catman, Scandal, Ragdoll, and new characters, Bane. Uh, I love this run. Putting Bane and Scandal together was one of the best choices they could have made. Uh, they are put on a collision course with a crime boss named Junior when they acquire a Get Out of Hell free card. This is a literal magical card that if someone is sent to hell, they can use it to return to life. And so, of course, this becomes a matter of keep away with them hunted by other villains trying to acquire this card. Uh, Junior is eventually revealed to be Ragdoll's sister, who is trying desperately to get their father, the original Ragdoll, who is terrible, out of hell, and a battle ensues, where Scandal eventually ta secretly takes possession of the card. Uh, the Secret Six continues on further past this, having run-ins with the current Suicide Squad, Vandal Savage, as well as the Doom Patrol. And things continue to get worse and worse with roster changes, defeats, and eventually they try to, for one last big job in Gotham City, where they are unfortunately ambushed by the Justice League, defeated, and incarcerated. But everything's okay because then the New 52 happens! Yay! Uh, the New 52, I will say was fairly kind to Deadshot as a character. Not initially, but it got there. Um, giving Deadshot even more pathos in the Suicide Squad book. Now, the, uh, the Suicide Squad was restarted in this era 
Deadshot was of course recruited back into it and began a casual relationship with new recruit Harley Quinn. This is not my favorite. Um, I do love the later on uh, relationship that Floyd and Harley have where it's like ex-lovers who are on good terms with each other so they essentially are best friends. Um, But the whole her cutting off Joker's face and making him wear it is just it, it's not it's, it's it's not good it's not good times uh during this point however uh while Floyd is incarcerated in prison he takes mercenary Will Evans under his wing and that's it, it's it's interesting it's interesting because around this time this is uh you know heading into 2013-2014 a uh, certain movie was in production where Deadshot was portrayed by actor Will Smith. His character, Will Evans, uh, had a striking resemblance to Will Smith, and I think that's just very interesting. Uh, But Floyd took Will under his wing while incarcerated, and upon uh, Will getting essentially trained up to be just as good of of an assassin as Floyd, Floyd recruits... Uh, will into the squad with him so that they can run ops together. However, Floyd ends up betraying the team for reasons and is incapacitated by Will, who, while Floyd is recovering, takes the Deadshot mantle from him and becomes the main Deadshot for the team. Uh, Will ends up going AWOL, however... um, His demons catch up to him. Uh, Floyd eventually recovers and returns and kills Will, retaking the mantle of Deadshot. Uh, During this run, he is killed and revived several times thanks to the Lazarus Serum, which uh, Amanda Waller has possession of for, again, reasons. And it is during this run with the Suicide Squad in the New 52 that they battle against the Crime Syndicate. Uh, Now, this ends up not going very well for literally everybody. However, (laughs) uh, the squad continues on into the Rebirth era until they are sent to a Russian prison to retrieve something that ends up being a Phantom Zone projector. Now, this Phantom Zone projector ends up releasing General Zod, and this is pitting a Kryptonian against a Suicide Squad, so we know how this is going to go. Zod ends up immediately killing Captain Boomerang. L's in the chat. Pour one out for the real ones. However, following this, uh, Flag goes AWOL. Uh, Deadshot is left to pick up the pieces with a brand new roster of Suicide Squad. Um, That ends up resolving itself, and I'll be talking about that more in a later episode. However, the squad during this era continues on. They battle against the Justice League. Uh, Then the two team up to battle against Maxwell Lord and Eclipso. And the squad just kind of continues on until it comes under new management uh the squad is now being run by someone named Locke, who is a former military man turned government suit and they are sent in to battle a group called the revolutionaries Locke is eventually revealed to be a front man for ted Korg. What? Uh, this takes place in the suicide squad bad blood book my favorite suicide squad run 
And uh, during this uh, this new squad, or I guess what's left of the new squad, joins with the revolutionaries to rebel against uh, Locke and Ted Cord and the entire government, essentially. Uh, they go on the run alongside uh, Harley and the Re- of the Revolutionaries, and this is the series that brings back Zoe. Uh, Floyd reunites with Zoe as well as her mother and vows during this uh, reunion never to kill again. Now, I love this story, and this story has a lot to do with uh, Floyd. Uh, he's kind of the main character alongside Harley and the two of them go through a big uh, a, a big series of growth during this and I love this change for Floyd he vows never to kill again uh, and immediately on their next op uh, Floyd just starts kneecapping people and he and they're like oh you don't kill anymore he's like no I didn't say anything about crippling people I just I love it great series for Floyd Great series for Floyd. However, Floyd is eventually uh, killed in a confrontation with Ted Cord, who is revealed to, in fact, be Black Mask. Uh, the group ends up uh, defeating Black Mask, going their separate ways, and Harley connects with Zoe in the aftermath, the two becoming best of friends. And that is currently Deadshot's full comic book history. We are ignoring Task Force Z. If you want to hear about it, go back to our most recent Geektober. Malcolm and I talked about it for Deadshot, at least. It is not worth talking about. Uh, This is where Deadshot's story ends. For me, and I think it should be where it ends for everybody. But, uh, if you want to get into some recommended reading, let's talk about it. Uh, Deadshot, again, led a very interesting life, and it is reflected in the series that he appeared in. So the first one I want to talk about is Legends. This comprises of the Legends series from 1986, issues 1 through 6. It's written by John Ostrander and Len Wein with art by John Byrne, and this is the birth of Task Force X. This is Deadshot being recruited, battle against Brimstone, everything. It's a wonderful story that ages better and better as time goes by, strangely. It's a great series, definitely would recommend it, and it's a brief run it it flies by great great quick read uh something that might not be as quick of a read is trial by fire this is the entire initial suicide squad run from 1987 issues 1 through 66 written by john ostrander art by luke mcdonald this is the definitive suicide squad run uh, from Many people, including myself, this is a lot of people's first uh, Suicide Squad run. Um, Maybe not if you were born in the 2000s, but this is kind of everything that the original Suicide Squad was. Uh, Characters could be offed at any moment. There was hijinks. There was drama. Great run, especially for Floyd, who gets a big spotlight in this. I'd also recommend Bulletproof. This is Deadshot, the 2005 series, issues 1 through 5, written by Christos Gage, with art by Steve Cummings, Phil Winslade, and Jimmy Palmiotti. It's funny, too, because this ends up being, uh, when this comes out, Uh, This will end up being, as Christos Gage mentioned on Twitter, 20 years since he began writing this. Now, 
Obviously, the series itself dropped in 2005. I believe it was in February, January or February of 2005. But Gage began writing this in January of 2004. At least that's what he said on Twitter. So it's funny how these things work out. I just think it's interesting. Uh, this is, of course, the introduction to Zoe. This is his Star City Redemption. Again, maybe my favorite Floyd Lawton story, just outside of his Suicide Squad stuff. It's a great run, would recommend. If you have to read any of these just for Floyd stuff, um, this is the run to read. I'd also recommend Secret Six. Uh, this is Villains United from 2005, issues one through six, written by Gail Simone, art by Dale Eaglesham and Val Semix. I hope I said that correctly. If not, I apologize. Uh, this is the birth of the Secret Six. Later on, they would go on, of course, to have multiple Secret Six runs, uh, Salvation run. But Gail Simone does a great job writing Floyd. I don't, I can't explain it. She just, I mean, she has a gift. She really does. But if you enjoy tight-knit ensemble storytelling in the vein of Suicide Squad while not being exactly the Suicide Squad, this one's for you. And then the final recommendation, obviously, I already mentioned it. Bad Blood. Suicide Squad, the 2019 series, issues 1 through 11, written by Tom Taylor, art by Bruno Redondo. This is my favorite squad story. You know, the the original Ostrander run is kind of the definitive Suicide Squad run, but this, for my money, is my favorite. I think it's the best modern Suicide Squad story. Uh, this is also Deadshot's finest hour. If you if you read um if you read Bulletproof and then went into Bad Blood, there's a clear through line. And the constant in both is Zoe. So I don't know what to tell you. Uh, but this is an incredible story. I've talked about it before on the podcast. You need to read it. It is incredible. Um, Tom Taylor and Bruno Redondo have been getting a lot of flack for their Nightwing run, uh, most of which I think is unfounded. But if you want to see peak Redondo and Taylor read this for sure uh but that does it for his full uh comic book history i'm very excited to see what ends up happening with floyd in suicide squad kill the justice league as you can tell from his history there are multiple ways to play the whole deadshot imposter thing maybe this is a will evans thing maybe it's that unnamed airport employee but either way I cannot wait to unravel the mystery of Floyd Lawton and see exactly who has the target on them next. And that is going to bring us to the wrap-up. If this is your first time joining us on the Geeksplain podcast and you like what I do here, feel free to subscribe to us on the podcasting platform of your choice and give us a rating and review. We drop new episodes every single Wednesday, and honestly, ratings, reviews, and subscriptions really do help me and the podcast out in this weird podcasting algorithm space. Raises up our stock and gets us out and into the orbit of listeners just like you. And if you give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, whatever you want to call it, I will read your review here live on the podcast. You can write literally anything you want. I will be forced to read every single word. Uh, as long as you give me those five stars, the sky's the limit on what you can write. And you'll be able to join the likes of our terrific 21. I want to say a huge thank you to those folks for their reviews, and I cannot wait to hear yours. If you want to be part of the Geeksplain mailbag, send your emails to geeksplain at gmail.com. Put mailbag in the subject header, and I will read it here on the Wednesday show. If you'd like to keep up to date with the podcast, participate in polls that decide future episodes. If you want to get first announcement for 
new episodes dropping or announcements for uh, the podcast itself as a whole, feel free to follow us on Geek at Geeksplained Pod on Instagram and Twitter. That's at Geeksplained P O D. And then finally, this Friday and every single Friday is the Geek Explained Book Club, where currently we are witnessing an ultimate invasion. Uh, the month of January is dedicated to Jonathan Hickman's Ultimate Universe. We dropped the first episode last week. Last Friday, we kicked off our Ultimate Universe coverage by covering chapters one and two of Ultimate Invasion. This week, we are covering chapters three and four of Ultimate Invasion. Next week will be Ultimate universe number one and the following week will be the first issue of ultimate spider-man i'm very excited to dive into these books and i hope you join alongside us so join us this friday and every friday be there or be square not a circle but that's going to do it for this week's episode i hope you enjoyed our trip down memory lane for floyd lawton next week we are continuing our road to suicide squad kill the justice league by diving into the comic book history of harleen quinzel aka harley quinn so join me for that next week same geek time same geek channel but for now for the geek explained podcast i've been eric azana thank you so much for listening everyone stay safe and we will See you next time.